Welcome to the Dating Stories Podcast. I'm B And I'm Joe. Together we have a lot of dating experience. And we're not alone, so it's time to start sharing. In each episode, we invite real daters to tell us about their creepy, juicy, embarrassing, or simply epic true dating stories. Whether you're single, ready to mingle, or it's complicated, tune into the Dating Stories podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you cast your pots. Enjoy listening! Hello, everyone. This is our uh, eighth episode already, and I'm very happy, but actually at the same time also a bit sad today. B, unfortunately, my co-host is sick today. Hope she will be better soon, but I'll try to manage it on my own. But um, yeah, I'm definitely happy, uh, happy to have another strong woman in front of me. Hello, Kate. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine too. Yeah, absolutely. Looking Great. forward to listening to your story. It's another big, strong story. Let's call it a true love story. But at the same time, it also has some sad parts to it, right? True. Yeah, indeed. A strong story and it will definitely, well, it made me think when you introduced it a little bit. I haven't heard the details and I haven't heard the full story, but already with what you shared with me up front... Yeah, it made me really think. So I'm, I'm happy that you're willing to share your story because there's a lot of power behind it. So thank you, Kate. Thanks you too for the opportunity to share this one. And uh, it's truly also a live experience, which I'm happy to share with the listeners today. That's great. Well, yeah. everyone has a story to share, but if you don't ask, you'll never know, right? And maybe I can bring up now how we met we used to work together. Well, you live and you work in Amsterdam. I used to work in Amsterdam too. So we know each other from work. And yeah, you know each other and you're working with each other on a day-to-day -day basis. But again, if you don't ask, you don't know, right? <laughs> Indeed. So yeah, well, thank you very much for your willingness to share. And before we kickstart, maybe how are you in life and in love in general? In general, I am really happy. I'm a happy, optimistic person, and um, I am happy with the life that I'm having at the moment, even though COVID times has its challenges. Yeah. I think I'm still uh, really in a happy place. That's nice to hear. And of course, it has a lot to do with, <laughs> with your story, I think. <laughs> so, Indeed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So would you like to share your story with us? Definitely. The story starts where I got a new job. And I remember that we had one of the first quarterly sessions where the numbers were shared and the KPIs were shared and there was time left after, after the presentations. Uh, and then there was a guy who was asked to share a little bit about his travels in Nepal. He was mm -hmm. climbing the Ever to Everest base camp and uh, I was all ears because I've been in Nepal as well. And so I was really like, who is this guy? Yeah. And I almost ran towards him when the presentation, when the meeting was done. And I was like, oh, I also went to Nepal. And he was immediately like, oh, let's grab a coffee someday. And then in my head, I thought, I don't think it's a good idea if you have coffee. Because I was in a relationship. And I immediately felt something with this guy. Oh, and okay. I thought, I just leave it. So you felt at that moment, like having a coffee with him is... 
maybe not the best idea. Indeed. Wow. Yeah, that's how it started, actually, this story. And um, I remember, well, he didn't take the initiative. And I decided I'm not going to take the initiative either. So I just left it like that. I was in a long-term relationship for already more than five years when I uh, started this job. And I knew whenever you are in a long relationship, you, you can always encounter somebody you feel attracted to, I thought. But then it's on you to decide what you're doing with it. And I thought, this is normal, so I just leave it. And But at the same time, um, yeah, I was always a little bit aware of him. Let's say it like that. We were working on the same floor. So I saw him every day. Oh, wow. Yeah. And how did it then um, evolve from there? Nothing really happened for more than a year, I think. He was just my co-worker from the other side of the room and we didn't really work together, but I, we were only uh, seeing each other from a distance. So nothing really happened until he, yeah, he decided about one year up front to announce that he was going to quit his job because he wanted to travel the world. And that was out in the open. So everybody knew, let's call him Simon, is going on a, a world trip. By the end of the year, he will be gone. So you knew um, like, okay, <laughs> this dangerous object will be out of my life soon. <laughs> indeed. So that was all right. But uh, yeah, at the same time, I, I was also dreaming of freedom a bit, I think. So I loved the idea what he was uh, planning to do. But uh, there was nothing really going on. So I was still in my relationship until one moment. I think yeah. it was in the summer. And uh, suddenly I see him approaching me. And I'm like, oh, go away, go away. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, you know, I'm planning this world trip. Yeah, I'm doubting whether I should start in Santiago, Chile, or in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And I just heard you have been living in Buenos Aires for a while. So he said, let's go for a walk and then we'll talk about Argentina. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Difficult to say no to that. Yeah, indeed. And then from that moment on, we kept a bit in touch because he did decide to start from Buenos Aires. Okay, yeah. Um, and that was how many months before he left? Or weeks? I don't know. I think the first lunch break that we had was in August and he was about to leave by the beginning of January. Okay. Yeah, that was still like um, about six months before he would leave then. Yeah. There were also like maybe months or maybe two months that we didn't really talk much okay yeah nothing really special happened but in my head I was I think if I look back on it I was already yeah rethinking my relationship okay because of this or I think one of the reasons was was he and his plan to to go on a world trip and I at first I associated the it not to the person of course, I, I always found him attractive, but I didn't really um, uh, feel that I yeah immediately in love with him, of course, because I didn't really know him. We were only talking about travel. So um, I thought it's maybe more of the idea that he is going on a world trip. That attracted you, you mean? Yeah, mm. that, that was really at a, at a point in my life that I felt I also want to go. Okay, yeah. Which then made you doubt because your boyfriend didn't feel like going on a trip or? 
I felt more that I wanted to do this by myself or at least not with him. You started realizing that at that moment in time, you mean? Yeah, I think it was in the background all the time, a bit. It wasn't really that strong, but it was something... Yeah, yeah. A little seed that was planted, yeah. Yeah, indeed. How did you feel that moment that he asked you to go for a walk? I was a little bit nervous, I remember, because yeah. I knew, yeah, he also was like one of the managers, but yeah, I knew I always had a sort of a theme. And I remember that we were only talking about Argentina. We didn't share any private details, so he didn't know anything about me. And I didn't really know him either. So you didn't know if he was married with children or uh, single? Yeah, I knew he was single. Okay. Because he was going on his own and yeah, he sold all his stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. But then um, at the time that I remember that my boyfriend, uh, let's call him Tim, was on a weekend away and I had space to think those kind of moments were also quite rare that I had a house to myself. And in the meanwhile, I got connected on Instagram with my colleague. Simon. Simon, indeed. And I was looking at one of his pictures that he shared and I was doubting, but then I I just sent him a text message to Instagram and really feel, felt immediately almost guilty that I did it. But I really felt like I want to know him a bit better or I want to talk more with him. That was a feeling that I had. What did you uh, text him? I texted him if he needed a Spanish guide on a trip. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's very... Um... Clear, yeah. actually. yeah, Indeed. <laughs> Not very um, decent, maybe. But um, And that's more than just uh, sending a text to get to know him better. That's already uh, suggesting something, right? Yeah, definitely. And I felt guilty about it. But at some point, I couldn't really hold myself. And I was also yeah. thinking, like, maybe I'm just in need of more attention. So yes. I was also reflecting on myself. And what I did at the same weekend is making a Tinder profile, <gasps> putting some pictures on it and just to check it out. And after I, there weren't, weren't many guys on it that I liked, but the ones that I swiped right, we, we were all matched. And as soon as they started talking, I was like, no, this is not what I want. So I deleted it immediately. But I, I thought maybe I need attention or there's something going on at the moment. And I didn't know what was happening with my me and my relationship. But then from the moment that we started talking on Instagram, it was just one big waterfall of words and we didn't stop talking anymore about everything. And that was only, I think, six weeks before he was going away. Okay, yeah. Very close to the date he would be leaving. Yeah. And um, I never said that I was in a relationship, but he somehow knew that I was in a relationship, Simon. So I told him, I think at the beginning of December, that I was a weekend away with my in-laws. Yeah, at the same time, during that weekend, I was saying goodbye to my in-laws. Yeah? Yeah, I already crossed the line. I am texting a guy all the time. And that means something for my current relationship. It means that I'm already like maybe half out of it. I need to find a way to break up with him. You reached a tipping point there. Yeah, I already crossed the line. I'm beyond the point that I wanted to work on it. And did you talk to anyone about this? I only called one friend during that time about my doubts. She had a similar experience, but she was saying like, this is normal. And of course you can 
feel something for somebody else, but just work on the relationship and it will be all right. So that was the only thing that we shared. But then, um, yeah, I knew this is something I need to talk about with my boyfriend. Because I was just going to ask you, did he yeah. feel anything or did he, did he know anything? No, I don't think he knew anything. That's something that I felt bad about as well, that I arrived at a point that I already want to walk out of the relationship instead of taking the time and, and or really work on it still or try to work on it. And this is a phase that I totally skipped, I think. I knew I needed to talk to him, but I found it really, really hard. And uh, in the same week, I had a appointment with my girlfriends and we were the six of us and everybody was chatting about everything and I was quiet so at a certain point they were saying like hey how are you doing Kate and then immediately I started crying and that was the first time that I really really told everybody how I felt and that was before you told your boyfriend yeah yeah because I found it so hard to to even start about it did you ever consider talking about it to him oh yes I did it I did it at the same week because I knew I have to do it okay but in our home I couldn't start about it we had a date we had dinner in a restaurant and then i knew i need to share it now and then i as soon as i start i, I was just crying and he was just like freezing he didn't say a word and i thought there are two different situations it's about my relationship and the situation with simon is something else two different things i need to be clear about that i i'm doubting or i'm i don't have that many feelings anymore. I think that was the conclusion that I took. And he was just, yeah, didn't understand his reaction because he didn't talk anymore. He was just freezing. And what do you think was happening? Yeah, he was totally in shock. I guess so, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Because for him, it completely came out of the blue, this message. Indeed. Yeah. Because you didn't involve him in your decision or your Indeed. thinking. No, that's true. And so for him, it was, um, yeah... I think a slap in his face and yeah. he couldn't speak any longer. Yeah. Was it a conscious choice then not to give the relationship a chance anymore? Because that's what you're actually doing by not talking and by not involving him in your decision or in your mm -hmm. thinking process. You're not giving the relationship another chance anymore. Was that something no. you realized at that moment? Yeah, I realized that I should have done this before I came to this point. And that's something that I, I think it's the, one of the lessons learned. And if you say that you think you should have, so it's in hindsight that you're now saying I should have, why do you think you should have? I think it's more fair to him. But at the same time, I knew, and I was reflecting on that later on, that one of the reasons that I wasn't happy in a relationship was that we had really hard times to give each other feedback. We could get along really well about everything else, but the discussion wasn't possible. We got always in a fight during those moments. So I think that was one of the reasons that I stopped talking about important stuff. And how come, you think? I think um, it's also about vulnerability. If I look back on it, that was really hard for him. Also to his friends, for instance. So he was never really sharing his thoughts. It was all in his head, probably. And in general terms, how was your relationship with him? I think we didn't have a bad relationship at all. 
for instance, taking time for each other. We always went on dates. We always went on holidays. We were really good at that. And also giving each other space because it always has been really important for me. But then you also notice how different you are. So I was often out with friends and he was really happy just by sitting on the couch and nothing else, really. That's not a bad thing. But for me, I felt like I would rather have somebody who is more active. And And that's, if I understand it, what you then were particularly attracted by in Simon. Indeed. So we also bought a house and we had a cat together and we got one big group of friends. It was always really fun to hang out with them. Yeah, we went on the world travels together for months. So we had, we shared many, many memories together. And there was always uh, something that created a connection. And the house was really nice, you know, we had everything. That... Yeah, it seemed like a, a happy life, you could say, in a yeah. way. Six and a half years you were together, a cat, a house, lots of traveling, lots of beautiful memories and a really nice group of friends. Indeed, yeah. yeah. What went wrong, Kate? Yeah, I think um, I'm not the easiest person to be around because I challenge myself, but I think I expect others to challenge themselves as well and um, not easily satisfied. So I'm looking for improvements or things to do. And then I think he was a guy that, and I think that's also something beautiful of him, that he already was uh, satisfied with everything he had and really already happy with a beer on a Saturday night on the couch. Then together with, with not being able to share really important stuff. I think that also uh, was something that I was missing. I had to be honest, I have a lot of very independent, strong women as, as girlfriends. And I've heard this before. There is this song in Dutch and that says, is dit alles? And that's a particularly <laughs> about that. So, yeah, you have it all, actually. But at the same time, you ask yourself, like, is this it? I, I want more. Is that what you experienced? Indeed. Mm. Yeah. That's another reason why I didn't share much about how I felt. Because I knew every long-term relationship will have its challenges. Yeah. Because this was different then. It's not just something that happened. It was more profound. No. And do you know, as of when, that you know, I know enough? I think that only happened because I fell in love with somebody else. And then I really realized that this is the end. And I knew even though I didn't have any guarantees or anything, any proof that uh, Simon was going to be interested in me, he was also going away. Yeah. But for me, I made a decision that this relationship is over. Yeah. Where were you at the time in that relationship with Simon? Or I don't know if you can call it a relationship at the time. Had you shared any feelings or how far were you in that? No, not yet. But we were like constantly texting over Instagram. And then in the week that I I finally, for the first time, had this conversation with Tim about my feelings, we had a big Christmas party work. That's when I discovered that we both had the same feelings for each other. So that was all in the same week. You mean the week that you went to the restaurant to announce that this was the end of your relationship, that same week? So that was the point that you shared with Simon. 
yeah. that you had uh, feelings for each other and he shared it with you too. And I think every colleague surrounding us was seeing it as well. So we were really like, uh, I don't know, nothing happened between us, but only the, the energy of us together. And there were many people who, um, yeah, who asked like, hey, but she has a boyfriend, right? <laughs> Those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. And we decided not to stay uh, that long at the party. And we remember it started snowing. And he took me on uh, the back of his bicycle to the station. And we were just standing there. And I was like, yeah, we, we both felt the same. But I knew that I didn't want to, to kiss him. But then only from that moment on, we shared our phone numbers. And then we just continued texting over WhatsApp. And I knew I still had to continue the conversation that I had with Tim. Because when I came home from the party, there was a big letter and a vase with roses in it. Wow. And he yeah. already went to bed, but I was... I saw the flowers and then I just uh, continued texting Simon. So that was already also a big sign how far... I was already out of the relationship. Yeah. How did it move from that moment onwards with Tim? How did that evolve? Well, that was a, the most difficult part because um, he found my my phone and he saw the text messages of Simon. Mm. And then, yeah, he, he got really angry and he just because... Until then, I didn't mention him because I knew this is all about our relationship, that I don't feel enough anymore. And yeah, so it needs to be keep separately. But then he discovered it. And um, well, the same night, I think he slept on the couch. And the next day I was staying with a friend. I already moved out of the house. Because you decided that? Yes, I needed to get away because... I think it's also linked to the previous episode. The person needs to break up and make a final decision. And I think we weren't on speaking terms any longer. He was so angry at me for not being honest. And I, of course, understood his pain too. But then I also needed to get out of the house. And there was really a, like a roller coaster because I was staying at another colleague and... Um, at the same time, still texting with Simon. And we wanted to go on a date as soon as possible because he was leaving in two weeks. Okay. And if you say I was staying with that other colleague who... A friend, yeah. yeah okay, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was really nice of her that I could stay with her. And then, uh, yeah. Confusion all over. Because at the same time you felt like, okay, Simon is going away for... How long was he going away? Indefinite. So he sold all his stuff... He was living with his parents again, oh. only for the, couple, the last couple of months. And he had nine boxes left because he didn't want an end date to his travels. Okay, wow. And so what happened then? We both had really the urge to discover what it was between us before he was going on a trip. And then it was really weird because at the one hand, like, yeah, it's, it's really intense what happened. Mm. On the other side, I was feeling extremely in love. So my emotions went all over the place. And I knew I want to get to know him better 
before he leaves. And I knew it's in two weeks, so then you cannot say like, let's do it next month or so, because usually it would be wise to at least wait a little bit. <laughs> and then uh, we went on our first date, I think in the same week. And how was that date? That date was super romantic. We had a boat trip, a dinner, and as soon as we got on the boat, I think we started kissing. And then we just didn't stop kissing anymore. We were like two teenagers, yeah, really totally in love. It made me more confident about my decision that we are both really going for it somehow. We are both feeling this strong about our... Yeah, and that's when we continued dating and... It was all during Christmas and New Year, so we had a most romantic date. So you got a confirmation there that it was more than, than just, um, yeah, how do you say it? Coup de coeur? Yeah, yeah. yeah. a pling. Yeah, indeed. So, um, yeah, that was all very romantic and intense, and I didn't really have the time to think about anything else and just us and... Yeah, for everybody who has been this in love, then you know that you are that there doesn't exist anything else anymore. Then you're just the two of you, and that was all we had for that uh, those weeks. And what happened afterwards? Because yeah, that was one week. Yeah, in total was two weeks of dating, and then I was at the airport saying goodbye to him, not knowing when he would be back. Then no, indeed. And we only agreed, to, yeah, we were talking about meeting each other somewhere in Latin America. And so we were only, um, I think, able to meet four or five months later. Yeah. Before he said goodbye uh, at the airport, he gave me this little book with a countdown calendar inside. But at the same time, yeah, I was living with my parents in the, the garden shed. Wow. At the age of 32. <laughs> yeah. And then I really, yeah, it really, of course, hit me that what was happening. And I remember that uh, it was were the, I think, the longest months of my entire life, those months. But at the same time, it was necessary for me as well to have a certain to have space to really yeah. uh, digest everything. Absolutely. Because it was a six and a half years relationship. How was Tim doing and dealing with everything? And how did you deal with that? He was really, really angry still. So we were still not able to talk much. Okay. And that um, that was really hard for me because I knew I hurt him so much that, yeah, it was also hurting me. That was not my intention at all, but that was also something that I felt really, really difficult about for, for months even. I think uh, it took me quite some time to get over that Um, feeling of guilt and also yeah I knew he's really he was really a good guy there's nothing wrong with him I just thought that we weren't a perfect match and uh, I think in his eyes we were the perfect match so he wasn't doing very well at least that yeah I didn't really know because I couldn't talk to him does this mean that you never had a conversation about it like No. That you were able to explain like what happened or why or how, no. except for that evening in the restaurant then. Yeah, indeed. I could never really, I, we tried afterwards. We, of course, we, we had our phone conversations, but 
it immediately runs out into a big fight again. There was there was too much anger and too much frustration probably from his side to be able to really um, take a step back and talk about what happened. And I think that we could only do that um, two years afterwards. We had that conversation. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And how did you manage to go through that period in your life? You said there were the longest months of your life. Yeah, it was still the roller coaster that I was in because um, as soon as uh, Simon got on his plane, he arrived first in Barcelona. He was already calling me, so we were calling. We were on the phone on a daily basis for hours, almost. We already knew like April, May is far too long. We need to see each other earlier on. So then we decided to uh, meet each other two months later. Oh yeah. So that was one of the longest months uh, in my life, those two months. But at the same time, especially when he was climbing the mountain, we weren't in touch. We could only send a, a text message to satellite phone. And those weeks were for me the hardest because then I was really on my own. And I was, I think, crying every day. And yeah, I knew I need to be um, nice to myself as well. I did yoga every day and I went to bed early and I really felt like I need to take care of me because otherwise I might go crazy. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Because it was a huge roller coaster, so some reflection time and some quiet time was what you needed. And maybe also to have that time without Simon, I think it w might have been important. Definitely. Difficult maybe not to hear from him, but at the same time very necessary. Yeah. We both do this, that it was really good that we took this time apart. Mm. And um, that was at least the least time that you need to to really reflect, I think, after such a long uh, relationship. And uh, Yeah, because you went from one relationship immediately into the other. What does that mean for you? I think that everything that I processed in these months apart, it still continued when we were together too. Mm. So whenever I was sharing this story that we're sharing today... I was in fully, fully tears still. I think maybe even one year afterwards. Yeah. I really think it took me almost a year to really felt like I'm okay with yeah. this. Yeah. Even though I was ex extremely happy, you know? Yeah. It still hurt. And also the, yeah, the everything that you left behind, like the, the friends as well and... Um, the memories that you have together, that's something that you will never get back. So that's, in the end, really a tough choice to leave mm -hmm. everything behind. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. And so, of course, the question I can imagine that also all the listeners now have is, how did it end up with uh, Simon? Yeah, we had our num date number seven at yeah. the airport of Buenos Aires. So meaning that you had six dates in that one or two weeks before he left. Okay, <laughs> I was counting yeah. Yeah, six and then number yeah. seven was yeah, when you uh, decided to meet him. Indeed. We were uh, traveling one month together. And just before I was going to Argentina, he already told me, I'm going home with you. Mm. And I was like, no. But no, he was really certain about it. It's like, I'm, I'm coming home with you. And at the same time, for me, it felt really, really nice that he was 
he was thinking about it. I mean, there he's really committing to something serious. Clearly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think that defines also that we were both discommitted. Yes. We were both all in from the beginning. Yeah. I think that's quite typical of this, uh, this story and special. Yeah, I think it took one month, but we, we came to the decision quite quickly that we were going to move in together and find a place in Amsterdam. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to that extent, it sounds too good to be true. You could state that it sounds too good to be true, but um, I think it also defines that we were this certain about our relationship that it's, everything fell in its place. And, and that's still going on. It's still going on? So, it's still going on. <laughs> <laughs> yay, yay. <laughs> yeah. We even bought a place half a year ago. And so tell me, Kate, how long has it been then now? It's been um, uh, more than yeah, three and a half years. So yeah. I was right in the beginning to state that it is a true love story. It's definitely a true love story. I still feel it. How did this experience impact you? Um, I think it still gives me self-confidence. Follow your intuition and, of course, uh, don't go all crazy. But, yeah... I was really fully aware of what I was doing at that point. Yeah, it gave me it gave me strength as well that yeah. I was capable of of deciding uh, at these kind of moments that that this is the way, this is my life, and I think I will be much happier if I make this decision at the moment. I think it's very uh, strong of you to to take that decision and reflecting back on my story in the last episode, and you were referring to it too. It is important to take a decision if you made up your mind. So it is a very painful thing for Tim to understand that you don't love him anymore and that you took the decision. But at least you told him and you were very firm about it. And I think that's very important. And that is that is courageous because I know it takes balls <laughs> to do that and in my story the guy didn't have the balls to do that and that yeah. was actually the most painful part not just the decision alone but the letting it linger and in his case mm -hmm. even consciously so that's even worse of course mm -hmm. so yeah i think you can indeed be proud of that because that requires really huge level of strength yeah. uh, good on you <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. What would you advise people in general based on this experience? I've got many lessons learned, but I think the first thing, of course, I would advise the listeners not, or at least try to talk and work on it before you let somebody else in your life. And of course, I wouldn't advise this time period. It went all far too quick. And it really took me... Um, much time to have peace with the, the decision that I made or the, at least the, the guilt that, that came along. And how did you manage that guilt? Um, good question. Yeah, I was also writing down stuff for myself in the meanwhile. Whenever I, um, I felt sad about the whole thing, sometimes I was in, lying in my bed and I really felt 
really, really sad about everything. And even though I was so happy with the decision that I made, so I, I wrote stuff down. Yes. Yeah. That's something else maybe as an advice to the listeners that whenever you started dating and you're, you're having doubts about certain values or certain behavior, that's probably never going to change. Even though you can be really in love and then forget about it at that point, but it will probably come come back later on. You think so? Whenever things, yeah. And I think that, that you cannot and you shouldn't be the one changing the other person. I think there there should be a sort of a balance from the beginning on. It, it is true, but at the same time, I'm also thinking like everyone evolves right so you as a person were different maybe at the end of your relationship with Tim than in the beginning because you've grown as a person as a woman and him too and maybe by growing you might grow in a different direction actually basically that's what I also yeah. discovered in life and, and I hear it a bit in your story too where you said that like at a certain point in life I was looking for still adventure and change and uh, and other things and then sitting in the couch and uh, and enjoying the moment as such there was more needed than that to make me happy so that's something that can just evolve right what do you think yeah i agree i agree something should go naturally from the start and some things can definitely evolve over time yeah you need to be able to share that with each other and and hopefully you grow together indeed and that is a trick right yeah make sure that you know or try or hope i don't know what it is but Try that it evolves then in the same direction. And um, a minimum requirement is talking. And that's also a risk that you're taking with every relationship, I think. What do you mean? That uh, you don't know how it's going to evolve over time. You don't really know how, you, how it's going to be in 20 years, how you are as a person. And then, yeah, you could see it as a risk or maybe a challenge. Or... Yeah, you're never sure. So the LTR lady, the long-term relationship lady, what do you think? Are we meant to be uh, with someone for the rest of our lives? I believe in this, but you both need to grow together, I think. That's really important. And be willing to share feedback. I think that's, that's something that disappears easily if you're longer together, that you, you are thinking for the other. And I think that that's also something you need to continuously do and maybe search for yes absolutely yeah, and i think it's also oh sorry yeah go ahead <laughs> i think it's also important uh, that you always strive for your own happiness because the other person is not going to do that for you and you you are also not the person to make the other happy so you both have to have a certain attitude to be willing to evolve or to grow or to to work on anything that happens and yeah, so happiness can't depend on the other person. Is that what no, you mean? No, indeed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, in, I mean, my uh, guy in my life is making me extremely happy. <laughs> so I think uh, that's that's one thing and that can happen, of course. That's what happened to you too. But it's that dependency. You, yeah, you can't only uh, depend on the other one to be happy. Oh Yeah, the expectation maybe. That you expect it, that the other will always make you happy. I think some, to a certain extent you have to do that yourself. Okay, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one question that I had is, what would your advice be towards your 
ex, and I mean not specifically Tim, but maybe in general, people who might go through these kind of things? Um, I think how angry you are about the decision, I think it would still be wise that we would have had a conversation about it. At least to try to explain a bit. But that's when you're breaking up. And I think before, I also, yeah, I had this advice in my head for him, like uh, if I was ever able to tell him that it's really good to open up sometimes to share what you are feeling. And also if that's something that you don't like about me, it's important to share those things instead of not talking about it. Be open and vulnerable. Yeah. Vulnerability, yeah. And to be honest, I think that that is my key takeaway. <laughs> Normally it's B who asks me this question, but I'll ask myself or I introduce it myself. So Kate, thank you very much for sharing your story. And it's an extraordinary story and a strong story, authentic story. Thank you for sharing. Um, and if I listen to it, I think my key takeaway will be that, again, I understand how important it is in relationship to talk and to have real conversations but another thing also is that love can be very unexpected and sometimes you can't control everything you can't plan everything and you can sometimes think like hey so many red flags but i'm still going for it and in your case it, it worked out very fine so that is a proof that love can be very unexpected and You have to let things just go as they go to a certain extent. Follow your guts. So I think you've summarized it nice. Follow your guts, but in a smart way. You know, let it go, follow the flow, do crazy stuff, but still, of course, in a, in a little bit of a smart and constructive way. Indeed. Great summary. <laughs> Thanks. I think this is the end of our story, of our episode. Hope our listeners learned a lot, enjoyed it and uh, we'll see each other or we'll hear each other again dear listeners, in two weeks time but for now, bye 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 <laughs> if you liked this episode follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Dating Stories and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share this episode with your friends, we'll see you in two weeks bye